hello, hello. Hi, friends. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of the pod. Yes, we are back at it again. Another episode. We are late this week. It is a Friday <laughs> night. We mm-hmm. should have recorded last night. But guys, I was in emotional distress. <laughs> are you going to tell them what happened? Baby, a lizard came into the <laughs> house and came into my room and came into my bed. Yeah. And it was just like hanging out. Like, I know my situation is comfy, but no, baby, no. It was almost like that scene in The Parent Trap where (laughs) the lizard crawls into Meredith Blake's No, it was not like that. I wasn't, I walked. That's how I imagine it. The lizard was about to jump on you. I wasn't in the bed. I was not close to the lizard, but we had to catch the lizard. And, oh my God, I had to scream for help. (laughs) Yeah, so... Needless to say, after that, the vibe was off and we went to bed. <laughs> the vibe was mashed we up. We could not record. Oh my gosh, I was in emotional distress. But other than that, my week was well. <laughs> okay, it went well. It went well. And my quote this week comes from The Simple Life. And Paris says, shopping is the only sport I need. <laughs> And I just feel that deeply because I've been shopping a lot this week. Okay. You know, I've got packages coming from everywhere right now. We love that. Target, H&M, Zara, Free People, Amazon. (laughs) Next week, mommy's going to be like, what the fuck is going on? What did you order from Free People? Sunglasses. Oh, cute. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just... I'm working on my summer fits. My summer wardrobe needed a little, a little sun sun to add to it. So, you know, I had, you know, I put in some things and we're getting, we're waiting to get them back. We love that for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, I had a really good week as well, but a little busy. So my quote this week is, I'd like a cheeseburger, please, large fries, and a cosmopolitan. Love that. And I just, I hate the gym again, and (laughs) I just want to eat food and drink. (laughs) This week, I was supposed to, like, start a diet, and I have just been, like, craving everything. Yeah. And I've just been, just, I just didn't care. I just ordered everything. Like, I had Mexican twice this week. (laughs) zero bucks were given i was Mm -hmm. just like whatever i'm eating it life is short (laughs) yeah i mean i was on a good little diet good little workout routine and then uh, last weekend happened you know the holiday weekend memorial Mm -hmm. day and i was just eating every day whatever i wanted so that's the tip (laughs) it's hard to get back (laughs) it's hard to get back into it Mm -hmm. you just gotta do it yeah good luck with that thanks So let's jump into the show. This week, we watched the show that's, like, taken Twitter by storm, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Everybody watched this. Yeah. And we were just sitting back, waiting for it to finish, to start it. And we got to binge it very quickly, which I love. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing. And we watched The Mayor of Easttown. Mm -hmm. And it was great. It was amazing. This show is so good. This is what um, the Nicole Kidman show should have been. Which was the Nicole Kidman show? Um, oh, the one with the little boy. Yes. And the dad. Yes. Definitely. This gave me satisfaction from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. The The groundwork was laid. The story was compelling. The characters were interesting. The ending was surprising. It gave me everything I needed it to give. Definitely. All of the twists and turns were so unexpected. I love it when... I find a show that I don't know what's going to happen and it's surprising and it's twisted and this show just gave everything. Yes. And I love the actors. Kate Winslet, I thought, did a really great job in mm-hmm. that in the lead role as the lead detective um, and all the supporting class. I was like, I just love this. They all really did a great job. It was amazing. Yeah. The mother, Oh, Helen, the mother is everything she like she was the best character to me she was funny she was sarcastic i love that they hated each other out like just so outwardly and it was just like i can't stand her she can't stand me yeah but we're here and we're just living life and like raising the family together yeah um 
she actually has a show on HBO right now also called Hacks that I'm going to start. Oh, nice. She's the star of that one. Okay. So, the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, let's get into the story. Yes. So, the mayor of East Town, she's the lead detective in the town, and a young girl, um, is her body is found after being out one night, and she has been murdered, shot twice, mm-hmm. and, you know, the story is the unfolding of the investigation and a year prior another young girl had gone missing and you, you kind of just see these two stories being linked together but not really connected and they're trying to put the pieces together they bring in an outside detective mm-hmm. um zable zable played by evan peters yes we love him and you know it was just it's a small town very middle America. It's cold. It's rainy. Everybody's in everyone's business. Yeah. It's supposed to be close Delaware County. So I guess yeah. close to Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Yeah. And it, I just like loved everything about it. I love the town. I love that. I, lo- I, I think I identify with like small towns because I went to private school. Yeah. And everybody knew everybody and everybody was like in everybody's business. business. And this mama was messing with that person's daddy. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I just love that kind of vibe just because it's familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just this hit all the points. Yeah, I love a small town vibe. And keep in mind, this is a drama mystery, mm-hmm. somewhat suspense show. But the storylines of all of these characters, they really go in depth. And the the character arcs and all of the growth that these people go through is amazing. Like, yes, it's about the crime, but also it's about these people's lives. Yes, and I like that. You saw Kate Winslet dealing with the the suicide of her son and the fallout of that. And now she's raising his son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his mom is trying to come back into her life, into the, the boy's life. And get custody and you know she's got some drug issues and Mm -hmm. you know that kind of fight and struggle within a family that it's like he's our baby now he's no longer your baby we have to take care of him because you can't take care of him and that kind of struggle um and you see it's kind of like she's afraid to lose him another child yes And that is, like, triggering for her because she's already lost a child. Mm -hmm. So the main character, Mare, her life is a hot mess. (laughs) Literally. Okay? Her family in the first couple of episodes, they hate her. Like, she lives with her mom and her daughter and her grandson. Mm -hmm. And the little teenage daughter does not mess with her. Her mama barely like her. Her Mm ex-husband lives across the street from her with his new woman. Yep. And she's really just going through it. She's very emotionally closed off. She throws herself into her work. And she hasn't really coped with how her life has fallen apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From the divorce to her son to everything. Yeah. But she's a really good detective. Or at least I think she's a good detective. She really doubts herself in the beginning because she has a cold case in her town Mm -hmm. of this young girl that went missing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, another young girl is found dead. So everything is kind of on her in the beginning of like, I'm a failure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you see, I love that the, the point of the show, it's like episode five when she's with Zable no it's like episode six Mm -hmm. and she's with Zable and she's like the thing about expectations is like you'll never live up to anyone's expectations of you again like doing something great is is never replicable Mm -hmm. like you always are gonna let yourself down or the other people down yeah I just love that point and I felt like she was no she wasn't just saying that to him but she was saying it to herself because Mm -hmm. she had had that moment in high school where she's she um scored the, the the winning basketball shot and then everybody was just like oh she's this remarkable girl mm-hmm. and then she grew up and there was nothing truly remarkable about her or her life mm-hmm. and in a way she was disappointed in herself I think yeah she's like I couldn't do any better and this is all that I could amount to mm-hmm. and it isn't what people probably saw for me or what I probably saw for myself in that moment being a young girl and feeling like 
oh, I've accomplished something great. I'm on top of the world mm -hmm. and the town has praised me for it. Yeah, so I really love stories about people who have regular lives because that's majority of people. Mm -hmm. You know, most people don't leave the town they grew up in. Most people, they don't get their dream, their dream job. And you just have to live with that and come to terms with that. Like, mm -hmm. hey, that's okay. Maybe you did peak in high school, but it's fine. You had that little moment. And a lot of characters in this show, like, they have that moment. Mare, she was a basketball star in high school. Zay he cracked one cold case that mm -hmm. he didn't even really we crack and that was his moment the whole town praised him and now he feels like he can never recreate that and live up to that success and then her other little man Richard mm. he wrote a book and in one little monologue he says I mean I just had one book in me and that's fine yeah I had my moment and now I'm gonna relax yeah and there's nothing wrong with that yeah and I don't know if you watched any of the little, um, like, things after the, the no, episodes. No, just the first episodes. Okay, so I watched the one at the end of the last episode. And that's really what the directors and the writers were saying. You know, this is anywhere USA mm -hmm. where people don't like their jobs, uh -huh. but they have to find joy in the little things in their families. And they, they really wanted to portray that. Yeah. And I feel like they did a really good job. You, f you see that when they get to the seventh episode because it's not so much about the case anymore. It's about the like unraveling of these characters in the post of this case. Mm -hmm. Like after the fact, what happens? I like that, you know, the story usually ends at the happy moment, the, heavily the, the happily ever after moment or the arrest. But we got to see what happened after that. And I thought that was like very interesting and not, I don't think another show has really done anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I really liked that we saw all of that. Yeah. And something that I also thought was interesting is all of these people are dealing with trauma in some way. Yes. And really, when you think about it, that's the one thing that everybody experiences. You Everyone. Know, maybe somebody's parents, they had a nasty divorce and that traumatizes you mm -hmm. in some way. Or other people, you know, they have a hard time with their with their own baby daddy. Like we see a lot of these uh, um, characters in the show are dealing with but they are all dealing with grief and trauma and loss and that's the thing that really is is driving a lot of their decisions and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that as well like bad things happen more than good things and that's oh, just life that is just life yeah um I think it's interesting how I completely just lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something and then the trauma conversation just like totally derailed me <laughs> anyways um i liked that mayor had to like sit out of the case a lot oh yeah i thought that was interesting that they went through with that like usually they they don't actually punish people for things and yeah. i like that she got punished mm -hmm. and i like that she had to really reassess where she was in that moment it was like a sit down Get a grip. Yeah. Get a hold of yourself. Mm -hmm. She had to go to therapy. And that really... She wasn't expecting to, like, have... Enjoy therapy or for it to work. But you really saw how much that affected her and her outlook. And how she was able to then look at everything more clearly and process all the information that was in front of her uh, on the cases. Yes, because, uh, I mean, the thing with trauma and grief and, like, misery is that people get so attached to that. It almost becomes a part of their persona. Oh, of course. They think, like, who am I without this thing that I'm dragging behind me? Of course. Like, in her first session of therapy, she talks about um, an ex-coworker of hers that was a cop that went through... Some something really traumatic and then he went to therapy he quit his job and he got a dog and now he's fine <laughs> yeah and it's like but what's wrong with that shouldn't people be able to move on and just reassess their life it's almost like to her that was like um that was giving up or losing mm. yeah it was she was just like she felt like he couldn't hack it he, yeah. he couldn't like he couldn't just Take, take it, it on and, and, and be keep fine. it moving. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she definitely had an issue with that. But I think in her healing and kind of 
you know, facing the death of her son and also facing the death of her father and mm-hmm. kind of like, what is the the cycle of that in my life and in my family mean for my future generations? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that she tackled that was really just sitting down and being able to like assess that for herself and saying like just because something happened in the past doesn't mean that it has to follow you into the future Mm -hmm. um and doesn't mean that it has to repeat itself yes like you don't have to be sad you don't have to be miserable like it's okay to let things go yes and to be better yeah i really like that the show showed that i think it was a really nice message I thought so too. Even at the end when she's like apologizing to her daughter, her daughter's like, I hate you. And she's like, I know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for her at times. I yeah. was just like, why are they so mean to her? She doesn't seem that like bad of a person. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of hard because I don't know how Mare was before her son um, took his own life, but... I mean, if your mom just checks out and all of a sudden is like uh, living in her own world of uh, solving these cases and not talking about all the crazy shit that happened, on some level, you're going to be mad. Yeah, you're going to be resentful a bit because mm-hmm. you will feel like, yes, you lost a child, but I am still a child that's here. Mm-hmm. And, and you lost me too now. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure a little bit of that is how she lost her husband. Oh, definitely. You know? But marriages rarely survive after people lose children. Oh, rarely. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the other family, her friend, the Ross family. Mm-hmm. And their mix up, mix up, mix up. Mix <laughs> up, you guys. I mean. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Lori was great. I love that actress. She was an great. outsider. That other scary show I was watching on HBO. Did you watch that a little bit no, with me? Oh, my I God. Didn't. So freaking, I don't like scary shows. It was so creepy. <laughs> Anyways, um, Lori Ross, her husband, and the the the, the boy, cousin? the cousin, and the and her oh, son, and the son. I mean, Ryan. that family was like really ripped apart. the The girl that got murdered in the beginning was her niece. Mm-hmm. Her her his father. Her father went to jail because mm-hmm. he he shot the boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah. That he thought did it. Mm-hmm. And then comes to find out it was actually the little boy. But before that, we thought it was the father mm-hmm. that had slept with her, gotten her pregnant. I mean. Yeah. Incest. I mean. It the incest of it all. It wouldn't be a middle America show without some incest. <laughs> right yeah oh my god i was just like ew and the fact that she was so young she was probably they said she was like 16 or 17 when she was at the time of the murder yeah so that means he was sleeping with like a 14 year old yeah who was his niece that's so sick sick. that's disgusting and and he had the nerve when he was getting interrogated he was like we just we clicked like you clicked with a 14 year old nigga please i was so I was, I was like, no. I was no, 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 highly no. disgusted. No. It was highly disgusting. I was repulsed, but it be like that. <laughs> and the fact that he was going to set up his brother as the fall guy, like, yep. damn. Like, he was really about to do anything to keep his family intact. And so was his wife. I mean, I can understand the wife. When she finds out her, what, 12-year-old killed somebody, I can understand being like, I'm going to do anything to keep my child safe. Yeah, and this is the spoiler, you guys. This is the end of the show, like the main twist, because, oof, at first we did not know what was going on. You thought it was the, the brother, then you thought it was the husband, and then the little boy was the last episode, and that just broke my heart. Yeah. I mean, I was sad for him. Mm-hmm. I was really sad for him, and I, I like, felt so bad for Lori because it's, like, she lost everything. Mm-hmm. Like, in that moment, she very, her entire life crumbled. Yes. Husband going to jail, the... The brother went to jail also, right? Yeah. The the for aiding in yeah, the thing. Tampering with the body. Yeah. Um, so the husband and the brother went to jail. Now her son is going to jail and she's having to raise 
the child of her niece and her husband. Yeah. I mean, when she... I cried when she was on the floor with Mare in the seventh yeah. episode crying. I, like, was gutted for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but this furthers my point that men will ruin your life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's literally all I thought. I was men like, will ruin your life. Like, you can't take back a cheater. No. You really can't. That's no. all That's all it proved to me. I was like, never take back a cheater because they're going to cheat again. And it's going to be re- like, what are you doing? Ain't nothing worse than a cheating man. Oh and I my feel gosh. like, and I feel like some, like uh, some men are just genuinely like that. It's n- I agree. it's never a one time thing. No, like if you're a cheater, habitual. you're a cheater. I agree. Right? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Either you you're gonna do that shit or you're not. I I totally agree. Cause enough men leave their wife and start a whole new family. Enough men, <laughs> but other men they really just like to cheat. Yeah, they don't want to leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't want... They are not even, like, deeply invested in yes. the side piece. They're just, like, there. Yes. I don't know what type Disgusting. of pathology that is, but yes, so... Um, another thing about the show that I just thought was so, like, interesting was the fact that all these babies had babies. <laughs> <laughs> like, all these young girls having kids in this town. I was just like, where is the sexual education where is the sex at like what is happening does nobody use a condom i don't understand why all of the girls all the grandmothers Mm -hmm. were raising their children's children yes even the girl that went missing for that year Mm -hmm. she had a kid she had a kid and she was strung out and and that's how she got taken by the man i mean I honestly don't think this is a stereotype, but in a middle America where, like, there's not really anything going on, unless you get out of that town, you're probably going to get pregnant real young and maybe dabble in drugs because there's nothing better to do. I just hate that for them. Yeah. I just, that made me, like, so sad. I just, I hate to see young girls having babies, Mm -hmm. like, unnecessarily. Yeah. And I just think having a child young is unnecessary oh definitely it doesn't matter what your financial situation is how much you love the guy like wait a second it is completely unnecessary and these people weren't even with their baby daddies so well i mean how how who stays with their high school sweetheart barely nobody right so it's like why are you having babies with this man he's not even a man he's a boy yeah he's a boy you're a girl what are you doing having babies Mm -hmm. but once again this is the reality i know (laughs) it just makes me like sad and like ugh, awful Mm -hmm. and then the drugs and just like the the prostitution and then the the sex trafficking and the i mean these kids were being held in a basement for a year and this man was just basically had them tied up and used for like a slave for sex slavery mm-hmm. i mean that was just that was just so disgusting to me yeah that like, was very sick that was sick when they found him i was just like oh my god oh my god like the pit in my stomach i when zabel died i literally cried like i wanted to cry i know i was like teary i was i screamed when he got shot i was like just getting into it like zabel could have been her okay but also i did Zabel not like and that. Mare, that was that a was little weird. strange because she was older than him no she was older than him okay and i felt like she was more of a mentor than yes. a sexual relationship i didn't understand why he liked her me neither that was a little weird right that was very weird yeah but when he kissed her at the end i was like oh you're definitely not making it to the end of this like this yeah. is not happening but but when he was looking at her in the bar like you could tell there was something there he just oh, like yeah they they were like recognized each other they were both like harmed little <laughs> you wounded know, yeah it's like when the, it, they trauma bonded in yes that moment. they trauma bonded <laughs> it was trauma bonding yes. i don't know if he really liked her if it was just like my broken soul finds your broken soul like not even attractive, but, like, I understand it. Yes. Yes. That was it. You know, it's like, and you understand me. hmm <laughs> He was looking at her. She was looking at him. And they was thinking. Guys, if whoa, you... Whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> if you have to, if that's the way you're connecting with a man, like, don't do it. Don't do it. The trauma bonds never work. Yeah. Like, what's the reason? It's not good. Yeah. That should not be the basis of, like, being with somebody or staying with somebody. Yeah. The, I hate someone's, like, that's, like, oh, he's been through so much. Ugh. Girl, get out of there. Like, he needs a therapist, not you. <laughs> right. Put him in therapy. <laughs> Literally. I felt bad for um, Mare when she went to his mother's house, but oh. she kind of deserved that. Because, yeah. like, sis, no. You was doing the most. You were doing the most. You got her baby killed. Mm-hmm. Even though he would have never solved this case. No, he wouldn't have. He, like... He couldn't have even tried to solve this case. Like, this was Mare's case to solve, and she did. Mm -hmm. And he just, like, would have never gotten as far as she got. Yeah. So it's terrible because he kind of got killed for nothing. But, like, it happens. You're in the line of duty. Yeah. So sad. I mean, I feel like they could have, they could have left, they could have gotten back up, but in the right. moment, I mean, things, shit happens. Yeah, I felt like they, I don't like that she likes to go into things with no backup. Yeah. I was like, girl, you're not young you're, and sprightly. You're on a death wish at yeah. this point. I didn't like that. I was like, you're, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Either. Even when she went out to the woods for the brothers. Yes. I was like, girl, wait for backup. What if they get hot and try to do something to you? No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought the show was amazing. I thought the show was 10 out of 10. I watched it in two days, you guys. And Same. I was literally at work like, oh my God, I can't wait until I get to go home and watch this. Same. I loved, I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. So guys, if you haven't, I'm, I'm hope if you're listening to all of this, you did watch it and you totally agreed. Yeah, it's on HBO Max and it's an easy watch. It's only seven episodes. Yeah. So if you get a little week free trial, you can check out that and then everything else that's on HBO Max because they have a bunch right now. That's my favorite streaming service right now. Yeah, it's the bomb. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. worth the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, y'all. It is time for tea. Tea time. Clink your glasses. Get your crumpets. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the first thing I want to talk about is The Bachelor. The Bachelor, the new season of The Bachelorette starts on Monday. Oh, who's The Bachelorette? Um, what's her name? Katie from last season. Which one's Katie? Katie was the girl that came out on night one with the dildo. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. I didn't watch the whole episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, news this week came out that Bachelor in Paradise will be starting at the end of the summer, Mm -hmm. and Chris Harrison will not be the host. Who's going to host They are bringing in different celebrities to be, like, guest hosts. I hate a celebrity host. (laughs) Like, I'm so not a fan of that. Who are they going to have? Priyanka Charles... Priyanka Chopra. No, Joe Dave, Jonas. David Spade. The comedian. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this either. I just feel like, first of all, random. Yeah. Like, what? Why David Spade? Just like Laverne Cox replacing Juliana Rancic, it's like, I. why are you hosting now? You guys couldn't find an entertainment journalist that's a good host? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. They should have gotten Kevin from the Married Effort site. <laughs> and this season of The Bachelorette will be hosted by Taisha, who is the last Bachelorette, and Caitlin Bristow. It's going to be hosted not by Chris Harrison either? No. So he's gone from Bachelor Universe. Katie's, uni- Katie's season that's about to air mm-hmm. is being hosted by Taisha and Caitlin. Wow. This is, like, the most, like, official canceling I've seen happen. Yeah. So he's not coming back. 
I don't know. I just think the longer he stays away, the worse it is. Yeah, definitely. Like, they should have really brought him back for the reunion of last season Mm -hmm. so he could, like, answer for his his crimes. (laughs) Yeah. Because then they could have moved forward with, like, getting him back into the fold. Yeah, because I don't think what he did was too cancelable. You know, he wrongly defended someone. Right. Like, that really gets you cancelled like that. Yeah, people were really upset. I mean, he's not R. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like, you get canceled more often for an opinion than an action. Mm -hmm. And that was really just an opinion. Yeah, like, who cares? He said it. It's not like he did anything else, like, wrong. It's not like he went to the party. Right. And also, what's weird is that Like, so many people think like him. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to crucify this one? I don't know. It's just, like, very... It's all very selective. Maybe they were already trying to oust him. Maybe they didn't like him. Maybe? You think so? Yeah, because this is... It just seems a little dramatic. I don't know. It does seem dramatic. It just seems like the longer he stays away, like, what's going to happen? Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Some don't sound right, but in other news... Issa Rae is going to be Spider-Woman in the next Spider-Man sequel. Oh, okay. That's cute. Yeah. Is Spider, is that a real life one? or? Yeah, the one with um that little boy. Well, he's not a little Isn't boy. Is that animated? No, not the animated one. Um, the, the Spider-Man movies, you know, with the boy and Zendaya. Isn't it Into the Spider-Verse, though? Isn't it? Oh, wait a minute. I feel like it's into the Spider-Verse that she got canceled it. I mean... That she got casted in? Casted in. I need to confirm this. Okay. It was in Into the Spider-Verse. But that's animated? I think so. Oh, it's the animated one. Why did I think this was the one with Tom Holland and Zendaya? No, not that one. Yeah, it's the animated one. Okay, so Miles... Okay, so yeah. Miles Morales, yeah. Okay, we love it. We love black actors. We love a black Spider-Man. Well, an Afro-Latino (laughs) Spider-Man. Okay, so a follow-up for something that we talked about uh, a little while back. Lil Uzi Vert seems to have gotten his diamond that's in his forehead removed. Did he make it into a ring for JT? I don't know. I feel like I saw JT with, like, a pink diamond ring. Really? I feel like I did. That would be nice, because that's a huge rock. Yeah, it was really big. $24 million. We'll look that up, and we'll let you guys know. Or you can look it up on her IG. See if she has on a pink big-ass ring, because I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. And I was thinking, oh, is that the the diamond? But at the (laughs) time, I didn't know he took it out. Yeah, he took it out. And they also got matching tattoos. They got, well, not matching tattoos. They got their names um, tatted tatted on each other in such weird places. Oh, really? Hers is like, no, his is like all big on his hand, and Mm -hmm. hers is like on her wrist, and it's like huge. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's very like obnoxious, kind of. I think they're adorable. I am kind of with it. I love their relationship. I love him, though. Like, I I just feel like he's so, like, wholesome. I love him, too. I feel like he's such, like, a nice, uh, cool guy. Did you um, see the video of her talking about their first date? No. So, apparently, they started talking when she first got out of jail. And she was living in a halfway house. And he picked her up in a Rolls Royce. Halfway house? From the halfway house. And he took her shopping. And then he took her to Taco Bell. Because they didn't have time for dinner. She had to get back to the halfway house. So, he was like, I'll get get you some Taco Bell, bae. And she was like, yeah, we went from the Gucci store to Taco Bell. And, like, I knew he was for me. I love that. Isn't that adorable? That is very cute. I feel like that's just so them. I don't know if it's so them because I don't know them. But I just (laughs) think that's very cute. I think it's very little Uzi Vert to, like, go to Gucci and then go to Taco Bell. I like when people do, like, unconventional things on dates. Like, I've never (laughs) done an unconventional thing on a date. But I have heard of 
I love other people's stories where it's like they did something like they went to Walmart for their first date. Oh, and it was like they <laughs> were like shopping. Like I, it's like okay, let me see how your mind works. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I think that's always very cute. So Taco Bell on the first date, I'm I, I'm kind of with it. Yeah, it's like in Sex in the City when Carrie when um the Russian surprised Carrie with the Oscar de la Renta. Um, dress, the yes. pink dress, and they, he's like, I'm going to take you to the opera, and they start yes. dancing, and she just faints. She's like, I can't, it's too much, and they end yes. up at McDonald's. <laughs> yes. Like, I just love that. I love that, too. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I think they're a little cutie couple. Um, they are. And then the other piece of news that I have is... In a new clip of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kim cries about her divorce from Kanye, and she basically says that she feels like a loser and a failure for three marriages done. Wow. It was really sad. She did the ugly cry, and Kylie was crying, and everyone was just really sad, and she was was saying, I feel like a failure. This is my third failed marriage. What am I going to do? I feel like such a loser, and it was really upsetting, so that's going to be on the next episode. Wow, that's interesting. I think the first marriage was, like, really... She was very young. I didn't know she was married before Humphreys. Yeah, like... Before Reggie Bush. That's wild. Like, really, really young. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to hold the really young marriage against you. Mm-hmm. I think the Chris Humphreys marriage was just... Like, she knew she shouldn't have married him. That one didn't count either. <laughs> yeah, and it was so short-lived. Like, who cares? It was basically an annulment. Like, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. That's one of those things, like, you should have just... Like, you should have just dated yes like why go get married it was unnecessary it was like when mariah married nick cannon it's like girl just fuck him and move yeah. on <laughs> like, yeah like you did not need to do all of that you need to go there with the man mm-hmm. anyways um so but with kanye it's like that was a real marriage mm-hmm. and kanye has real issues she cannot yes. she cannot say that you didn't stick by him mm-hmm. yeah i don't think that I think that so much of, like, marriage is about making it last forever. Mm-hmm. When, like, most relationships that you have in life don't last for, like, your whole life. Yeah. Friendships don't last. Mm-hmm. You're, you don't stay at the same jobs. <laughs> what is that? What the hell? What is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> That was like when my phone got hacked and it was playing the music. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with romantic relationships, if they don't last into your 90s, it's like it's considered a failure. But it's like you change and your life changes and the things that you do change. So it's like, can you really, do you really have to be held to the standard that something is not worthy or a failure if it doesn't last forever Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't think so i don't think so either i mean the first two marriages didn't count in my mind and this one i mean she can move on after this and it'll be like her second one (laughs) but i could understand like feeling really ashamed and just like the amount of scrutiny that she's probably gotten for sure yeah i mean People are just uh, so mean to them and uh, nasty towards them that I'm sure the things that she's seen are just like, you know, another one, Kim again. Yeah. So it's really sad. But I will say that Kim carries that show on her back because this last episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I mean, this last season Uh is just like crazy. Hmm. I mean, she is the show. She's the show. None of them want to film, and yeah. none of them are really that interesting. Mm-hmm. Even though I love, I'm just like so obsessed with Courtney right now. Like Courtney's amazing right now. I just am living for her, but like on Instagram. Yeah, that doesn't mean I want to watch her every week on TV. I mean, her um, her storyline on the show right now is that they want her to get back with Scott. That is, like, even as a fake storyline, that's stupid. Right? (laughs) Like, what? No. Like, what is the reason for that? What is the reason? Yeah. Unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. (laughs) But what do you have? 
Um, so the last thing I want to talk about is some sports news. <laughs> sports? Right? A little unlikely for me, but I just think it's an interesting thing. Okay, so Naomi Osaka, she, the tennis player, mm-hmm. she has pulled out of the French Open and she announced that she was going to be taking some time away from the court after she was fined and um, for not appearing for her mandatory media obligations. So after they play their their tennis match, they have to sit down with the media for Mm -hmm. an interview. It's part of the job. She didn't want to do it. She went to her first match, won, then like went to the went to the press conference, read a statement, and then, like, got up and left. And so she was fined for that. Mm. And she took the fine, paid it, whatever. And then the next day, she was like, I'm going to withdraw. I don't want to be a distraction to the tournament. I want everyone to be able to focus on tennis. But for me and my mental health, I cannot participate in these um, interviews, basically. And so she's basically saying as like a part of her mental health and a part of her boundaries for herself that she's stating she doesn't want to have to talk to the, to the media. And it's like, hmm, everybody's really praising her. Everybody's like really like bigging her up, saying mm-hmm. that this is very brave of her. This is something different. And, you know, everybody has opinions. Yeah. So what do you think about this? Because I have thoughts. She sounds burnt out. Yeah. She definitely sounds burnt out, you know, the the fine and uh, talking to the media, I guess, was the last straw. And uh, I think she's young, right? Yeah, she's 23. Yeah. And she revealed that she's had bouts of depression and anxiety since first coming on the scene. And she's not a natural public speaker and has huge waves of anxiety before she speaks to the media. Mm hmm. I feel like she just sounds really overwhelmed and uh, sometimes you just have to take a step back. She really rose to fame fast and as an athlete, I feel like uh, that's not something they... Of course, you want to be renowned, but you don't want to be thought of as like a celebrity where you Uh have these media obligations and you have to like talk all the time. So if she is an anxious person, I can understand how this could be really overwhelming for her. Totally. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. I think you're doing one thing. Your job is to play tennis. If you play tennis, but also this is this is professional sports this Mm -hmm. is every professional sport you don't get to play professional sports and not have to deal with the media you don't get to be on that level as of an athlete and not become a celebrity and a media media persona Mm -hmm. so although it might be uncomfortable i think in some ways she's doing herself a disservice by withdrawing herself from powering through Mm -hmm. i think I think the kids are in trouble. (laughs) The kids are too sensy. I think the kids are too sensitive. And I think people have, I think mental health and boundaries and being able to say like where your limits are at is really important. I think you should be able to be able to feel empowered to do that. But I do think you are putting yourself at a disadvantage if everything is excusable. If you can get out of doing everything that you just don't want to do because it gives you anxiety. Like, every, like nothing is easy. Like, absolutely nothing on earth is easy to do. And you will always, no matter what you do, whether it's on the high end or the low end, like, you'll, it will always be difficult. And I think you do yourself a disservice when you don't develop the muscle of powering through things. Mm-hmm. And I just think the kids are too easily like, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> I'm done. Yes. I'm checking out. Like, I, I think you need to be able to, like, pick yourself up, put on your jeans, and, like, power through. Mm-hmm. Like, I think your ability to just withstand what life throws at you, which is always going to be something hard, which is something I thought of when we were watching Mare of Easttown. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what I was thinking of, but oh, I wanted okay. to save it. Um. I think the ability to just take the the things, whether they're good or bad, and like keep it going is like so important. And I, not the mental health and, and therapy and being able to like deal with life 
in a more healthy balanced way is unhealthy but i just think some a lot of people i think it's there's a, like a very fine line of where it's like this is a boundary and this is a cop out so there is some argument that you know being really I guess, uh, I don't know how to call it. I don't want to say woke, but, you know, like culturally sensitive, Mm -hmm. you know, basically what's going on in mainstream culture today, um, that it's rotting society from the inside out. I have read about that. Okay. um, I mean, uh, Jordan Peterson talks about it, Camille Paglia, um, a bunch of uh, philosophers and psychologists, they just think that people are getting more and more sensitive and it's just going to get worse and worse and our society is going to fall. Um, which to a degree, I do think they have valid points Mm -hmm. because you do need to be able as a well-adjusted person to go through things and not just give up and tap out. Mm -hmm. I do agree that you need to prioritize your mental health and know when enough is enough. But on the other hand, it's just like uh, the society we live in today, it it almost they they're praising this girl for, you know, giving up on this crazy, amazing opportunity. Whereas 50 years ago, it would have just been like, okay, power through. And then after this is done, we're going to get you in therapy and we're going to figure this out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't I don't think there's also there's an article that came out last year i think in vanity fair and it was like the world is too comfortable Mm -hmm. and it's like making you sad yes um (laughs) that's literally what jordan peterson and camille paglia talk about yeah i don't i can't remember the author um yeah it's like everything's too easy and so everything becomes difficult yes and then but it's like you should be able to withstand so much like i don't think that we need to go back to the age where it's like we sent men off to war and they came back completely traumatized and we just like chalked it up to like oh they like to drink like that's alcoholism that's manifested from ptsd Mm -hmm. i think there's there's an there's a balance between like something terrible has happened to you and we need to deal with that and this is life baby Put on your big girl panties and get the fuck out there. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like when we push the mental health, I don't think like there's just there's a fine line. And I just think this is really going into the territory of like now you're unable to withstand the the role that you have to fulfill to mm-hmm. work. Yeah. And yes, she's got Nike contracts and this and that. And she doesn't need the money that she would necessarily win for the tournament. But if she does not play in the tournaments, then those Nike contracts and all those other things will be going out the door because she will not be able to fulfill her job and her duty on the court to be able to justify being paid $53 million by Nike Mm -hmm. for, you know, like for a sponsorship. So it's like... On this level, this is like a really rich problem because it's like, okay, whatever. She's at the, she's she's made so much money that she doesn't have to play. Mm-hmm. So she can like buy herself out of her inconvenience. But for everybody else that's watching this, especially like young people, I just think it's like sending the wrong message. Yeah, it's sending the message that life should not be this hard. And if you're anxious, you need to stop everything and take care of your mental health. It's like... Getting anxious is a normal thing. Everybody gets anxious, some people to a higher degree than others, but this shit is hard. Life is hard. Life is hard and it shouldn't be easy. It's the same issue that I'm starting to have with people and their insecurities. Like, Mm -hmm. what's wrong with having insecurities? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I personally think that people should be able to have an insecurity about something and just be like, okay, whatever. And like, keep it moving. Like, I think you have to be able to like, learn to deal with the hand that you're dealt like Mm -hmm. not everything needs to be fixed not everything needs to be adjusted not everything has to be something that you worship and you like praise or like find joy and like love in i don't know it just feels like there are some things that you just need to be able to like step over and keep moving yeah society has definitely overcorrected and it's like 
a couple hundred million years ago, whatever, when we were fighting the elements and trying to survive, of course, we weren't thinking about how is my mental health today? Do I feel anxious? Because we right. were worried about other things. Right. And it's the world has definitely gotten too comfortable and it's caused us to worry about things that probably we shouldn't worry about that much. I agree. It's like the housewives thing. They're so rich. They have no real problems that they create problems mm-hmm. and they bicker and they fight and they gossip and that's yeah. their life. They make it more difficult than it needs to be because right. they have nothing better to be concerned about. Right. Yeah. So I just, I, I thought this whole conversation around this was very interesting and I mm-hmm. just, you know, wanted to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and I like this conversation because, you know, I feel like... Uh, in the media and i hate to use that term because i'm in the media but (laughs) there are certain things now that you just can't say there's certain opinions that you can't have it's like if you say this girl is being dramatic for prioritizing her mental health you're canceled or that you have no sensitivity or that you're harsh and it's not like that it's Mm -hmm. just i do think there is yeah, it is an overcorrection, I think. Yeah, there, there's something happening in society where, I mean, kids are just growing up way more more sensitive. And would they really be that sensitive if, if we weren't pushing down their throats? Like, uh, you know, uh, you should always feel good. I don't know. Yeah. And really and truly, like, should we? Like, sure, we can aspire to, um, like we can i guess i don't know if aspire is the right word but like you can always be on the track of trying to feel your best Mm -hmm. but i do think there is value in feeling shitty sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think that's something that should be that you should be striving to eliminate I think there are, are levels to that, of course. Yeah. If you are clinically depressed mm-hmm. or have some sort of hormonal or mental imbalance, I think that's an extreme case that can mm-hmm. be rectified with medicine and therapy and psychological help. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about for the everyday average person, everybody's not does not have anxiety. Yeah. We have anxiety about things, but I don't think everybody is an anxious person. And Mm -hmm. I feel like more and more everyone's like, I'm anxious. It's like, are you then? Yeah. It's like we're pushing down people's throats that anxiety, yes, it's a mental illness, but that doesn't mean you have anxiety as a mental illness. You're just experiencing something that makes you anxious. It's a hardship and you need to move on from that shit. Right. Yeah. (sighs) interesting stuff it's it's that is also i think that fuels like the obsession with looks and body image and plastic surgery just the prevalence of that and just the growth of that in both not just women now but men a lot is there on the uptick of getting plastic surgery and that just all i don't know it's just it's all starting to teeter out of control i think Mm -hmm. definitely no i would agree yeah (laughs) so yeah but thank you guys for listening (laughs) to us rant (laughs) thank you for tuning in to another episode of the tvnt podcast go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you are listening you know all the places wherever you are listening to us please go ahead and leave us a five-star review tell us something nice Mm -hmm. And if you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to subscribe and to give this video a thumbs up. And we'll be back next Friday with another episode to serve up the tea and on the latest TV and pop culture news. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)